0: All right, Welcome into Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. It's a special week this week. It's time to preview the upcoming Masters Tournament. The 2019 Masters held of course in Augusta, Georgia at Augusta National Golf Club each and every year, and we're excited to go back. We'll be broadcasting live from the Media Center at Augusta National coming up next week, but all things looking forward to the great tradition, as Jim Nance calls it, unlike any other. Yep. The inaugural rite of passage for springtime and the annual kickoff of golf for the for the season. It, re- it really is the the time of year when everybody says, "Okay, the Masters is on. We're officially into spring and golf season is officially underway."
2: Yeah, and they've added to that a little bit with the Augusta National Women's Amateur um, this week. They just uh, what teed off. In the final round of the event at Augusta National. Top 30 women players um, or amateur players playing today at Augusta National.
0: So exciting. Really,
2: really uh, cool stuff. Really cool stuff. And then tomorrow we have the drive, chip, and putt, and then it's Masters week. Yeah.
0: So cool. You know, you talk about in this game of golf, there's two critical areas that you need to grow in order to help this sport continue to thrive, and that's with the the youth. Uh Uh-huh. And with the the ladies game. That's correct. And so Augusta National has addressed both of those through the drive, chip, and putt. And now this year, the inaugural uh, Augusta National Women's Amateur, which is uh, tremendous. The first couple of rounds being played at Champions Retreat, which is just down the road from Augusta National. All 72 players yep. playing a practice round yesterday and then the top 30 completing the final round on the grounds of Augusta National. Two days ahead of the Masters Did you hear about the little
2: Tiffany bracelet that each one of them got?
0: I did not hear about that.
2: Yeah, little Tiffany bracelet as the inaugural players of the Augusta National Women's Amateur.
0: Outstanding. Well, coming up on this week's uh, Masters Preview Edition of Real Golf Radio, we'll talk about the Augusta National Women's Amateur. We'll also get you uh, ready for next week's Masters by previewing the players to watch, some of the history and trivia as well. Stay tuned. We're just getting started. Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology, they're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new epic flash driver with flash face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one – The way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at CallawayGolf.com slash AI. Golf course superintendents are the unsung
1: heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicklaus agrees.
3: If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent
1: a message from the golf course superintendents association of america
2: and local superintendents everywhere the new OGO alpha convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be the new OGO shadow fuse 304
0: stand bag is
2: ultra sleek but there's nothing simple about it the OGO alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high performance equipment from the outdoor industry
0: While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance.
2: Both are in stores now
0: or check it out at OGO.com. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoop's Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy no pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see it's an amazing feeling and now i can see where my golf ball goes and i enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind it's why major champions like mike weir chose hoops vision Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision.
2: Chrome Soft isn't just another tour ball. It's the golf ball that's changing how tour balls are made. When Callaway made a low-compression, low-spin tour ball, others said... They might be onto something and try doing the same, but they can't. Because Chrome Soft is the only ball engineered with a graphene infused dual soft fast core for serious speed and unbelievable control around the greens. See for yourself why everyone is playing and loving Chrome Soft. Order the ball that changed the ball at CallawayGolf.com.
1: Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob.
0: Alright, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. So excited to present our masters preview edition of the show. And it's brought to you by Callaway, who announced this week that the Chrome Soft is going to be available now with triple track. Technology. Yes. Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X with Triple Track Technology available nationwide on April 19th. These new golf balls deliver the complete performance and soft feel from Chrome Soft, along with Callaway's new triple track technology. And they're specifically built for the X player who wants the fast ball speed, low driver spin, workability through the bag, and excellent spin and control on iron shots and short game shots around the green. Triple track already a popular innovation with golfers. These lines are prominently featured on the ball for better putting and accuracy. So I'd love that. Yeah. So Callaway You don't have to line them. Yeah, and and I heard someone teasing the other day about, "Oh, this is uh they're they're putting the lines on them for those Callaway guys that can't draw their own lines." Well, look, there's a lot more to it. If you want to l- read more about it, it's a lot more than just putting lines on the ball. Correct. The width, the color, the spacing, everything is is uh science down to same way they land aircraft carriers and things, you know, airplanes on aircraft carriers and mm-hmm. such. It's a it's a way to draw your eye and help line it up. Look, Phil Mickelson already won Pebble Beach with it. Yep, he did. That's what. What else? What else are you gonna say there? So, um, pretty cool stuff. Shot a 60 in his first tournament round with it in Palm Springs. So yeah, I, I'm. Look, I'm in. I. My, my thought is, finally, finally we got it. So, yeah. Triple track technology available in Chrome Soft X coming up on April 19th. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. All right. Before we get into all things Masters, let's talk about some events uh, that are going on this week because it plays right into our Masters preview show, for sure. PGA Tour playing Texas Open this week. It's always interesting to see who chooses to play their way into a major championship and those that choose to take the week off of a major in preparation for that next week's event. But a lot of big-name players, some of the ones we'll be watching next week for sure, uh, playing and and contending this week at the Texas Open.
2: Yeah, definitely. uh, Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler. Both playing this week. Again, also Tony Finau playing this week. Um, But uh, Siwoo Kim has the lead. He has a four-shot lead. Largest lead on tour this year um, after 36 holes. And he made an ace on the 16th hole yesterday. So he's at 12 under par. And then you've got uh, Corey Connors, Jordan Spieth, Harold Verner III, Adam Schenk, Kai Hoon Lee, and... Ricky Fowler, all at eight under par. They're tight for second. So, Host them. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Eight under par was uh, leading for a long time. And then Siwoo Kim went off, made some birdies, and, and a hole-in-one, and got to uh, a four-shot lead. And you know so, if
0: you do that, why? You're going to
2: beat somebody. You're going to beat somebody. Yeah. Yep.
0: As Byron Nelson would say. Uh-huh. So, yeah, Texas Open. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of players – well, let's just put it this way. Everybody could stand to be in form playing well the week leading into right. a major championship. Right. No doubt about it. But maybe no no one more so than Jordan Spieth, who has mm-hmm. just been searching all year. It has been some kind of struggle, Bob. And here he is. In his home state, with some momentum, as you pointed out yesterday, tied for the lead at one point in time before Siwoo came flying through the rearview mirror. But uh, really, really good to see. Jordan's got to be look. Jordan would love to win this week at the he's, Texas he's Open. He's
2: rolling the ball nicely. He's hitting the ball better. It's. Uh,
0: did you see the hole out on eight yesterday yeah. for Eagle? Yeah. I mean, it's you know he's he's doing some of those sort of magical type things, yes. if you will. That uh, yes. You know, the, he, you need it. He needs a little bit of serendipity that Johnny would call. Mm-hmm. He needs a little bit of that mojo, a little confidence. You know he loves playing at Augusta National. He tends to play very well at Augusta Correct. National. And so um, for all those reasons, Jordan Spieth having a good week this week is a great sign for him. And again, we'll get into his record, but it is unbelievable yes. at Augusta National.
2: Yeah. It, it's, it's phenomenal. But
0: you can't come into it completely searching. No. And it looks like he's... Kind of found something.
2: Yeah, he's he's uh, actually. I think he's put in a lot of hard work to get to get oh, no doubt. to where he's at right now, and it's starting to show. I mean, it it showed uh, it showed the last couple of events that he played, um, but it's it's really looks like it's on track this week.
0: Also on the LPGA tour, it's the A and A Inspiration. This is the first major championship of the year on any tour, and of course they're playing out in the desert. In Palm Springs, this is always a fun one to watch. And, of course, the uh, this is the old Dinah Shore, right? So the traditional yes. winner on Sunday, upon winning the major championship,
2: takes, takes a,
4: a dip in the poppy's
0: pond. Why'd you have to say it like that? I don't know. Just oh, did. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I was excited. <laughs> it's not so much as a dip as a plunge.
2: A plunge. Yeah. See the caddy last year took a full-on head dive in there.
0: Yeah, you got to be careful. It's not as deep as you might think.
2: Well, they went in and kind of cleaned it out, and
0: they did, which is nice. But it's still no not rocks. very
2: deep. Yeah, it's still not very deep. You're <laughs> don't break,
0: right. Don't break your neck. That's right. But it is fun to watch them all jump in there, and they got robes waiting for land yep. and everything. It's a, it's a really cool thing. But uh, how about, how about a little bit of redemption? Yes. In the making there. So of this far.
2: One? So far, in
0: the making, I said. In the making,
2: yeah, yeah. In Kyung Kim at eight under par leads by three shots over Catherine Kirk. Um, in Kyung Kim, a couple years ago, also
0: known as Ik Kim, Ik yes.
2: Kim. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple years ago, she missed a putt from about eighteen inches, maybe. maybe yeah, four maybe and a half.
0: Yeah, just on, on sh- the final hole, shoot it out to win.
2: Yeah, and, just, and and then lost in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jin Young Ko is at four under par, along with Amy McDonald. And then Charlie Hull, Danielle Kang, um, also Lexi Thompson is in that group at three under par.
0: All right. It's great to see those ladies. And so a lot of focus on the ladies uh, with the, not only with what's going on there at the ANA, but also, as we mentioned, the Augusta National Women's Amateur. There's mm-hmm. some tremendous storylines there. I'll tell you what, these, you know, Golf Channel's done a great job covering and the, these uh, ladies playing this week as well. It's, look, Bottom line is, is they're relatively unknown, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know a lot about these girls that are out there playing, and unless you are specifically following college golf, right, amateur golf, you know things like that, um, especially in the ladies' game, yes, doesn't get a ton of attention. So to, to learn something about these players and these top two ladies that are that are going into the weekend here, mm-hmm. going into this final round, according to Brandel, they have more club head speed, more power than any of the ladies currently. On the LPGA Tour, you're talking about ladies like Lexi Thompson, who absolutely bombs at Michelle Wee, which we know David Ledbetter said back in the day, she hits it like a man. Right. And so the bottom line is is there are some ladies on the LPGA Tour that can rip it out there, and these up-and-coming who have already qualified for the LPGA Tour, but have deferred membership until after the—I think it's this event, then is there an amateur— Oh. Is it the... Is well, one, a, of them, uh, one of them... One of them is the NCAA is coming up. Jennifer
2: too, right? Jennifer Cupcho. Yeah. She's waiting till after her senior year.
0: Okay, yeah. She's going to yeah. finish out this. Yeah. But she's already qualified, so she'll start up, I think, in May. Yeah. Um, on the LPGA Tour.
2: She's leading. She's five under par. She is the number one player in the women's game in amateur golf right now in the world. Um, and she is currently at five under par. She has a one-shot lead over Maria Fosse from Mexico. Fosse They showed a shot of her hitting a shot on the um, hitting a drive on the ninth hole yesterday. I couldn't believe how athletic she looked and how powerful she looked. I mean, she's she's going at it like crazy. You know how, you know, we see the guys up on their toes, you Mm -hmm. know, at impact and stuff like that. She's exactly like that. And from the ladies' tees, where they're playing uh, in this amateur championship, the Augusta National Women's Amateur. She drove it on the ninth hole all the way down to the bottom of the flat, and the ball bounced up the hill to the upslope on number nine.
0: That's crazy. That's a long ways down there. You guarantee that number nine will be lengthened a little bit for these <laughs> ladies Could be. next year. Could be. <laughs> it's like, who, who was it that was standing in the. Was it Horde Harden that was standing in the. Yeah. In the On the 18th, when your dad hit that, when they put the new bunkers. Oh, no, it was Cliff Roberts. Oh, yeah. Cliff Roberts was standing there and watches your, your dad hits it in the bunker when they put bunkers on 18 uh-huh. in the fairway. Your dad went in there and knocked a six iron out of the bunker onto the green. And he's like, you're not supposed to be able to do that. So the next year they That's were cheaper, right. right? Isn't that That's how the right. story goes? That's right. So they keep an eye on those kinds of things. So
2: there's only seven women that are under par for the championship. And uh, it'll be it'll be fun to watch and see what happens. It's going today. on right
0: now. It's going on right have, now. Uh, they just teed live off. Live coverage on uh, Golf Channel and NBC. Yep. Uh, this uh, the, on this Saturday, which is pretty cool. I'm sure the NBC folks happy to get some broadcast time there at Augusta National, no doubt about it. Yep. Um. All
2: right. Oh, the yes. other thing that was great is the honorary starters. Seve Um
0: Monica Monica Sorensen, Lorraine Choa, and Nancy Lopez. Nancy Lopez, really, really cool. Yeah, Augusta does it right for sure. Master's Preview Show continues next.
5: Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780.
6: 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book?
1: Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob.
0: All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us on this 2019 Masters Preview Edition of Real Golf Radio. It's brought to you in part by Odyssey Golf, the number one putter in golf. And uh, are you ready to count this? Yeah. Kevin Kisner last week claiming the WGC Dell Match Play Championship was Odyssey's 21st victory. Of the season. And, uh, oh, yeah, most played putter on every tour worldwide. Wow. <laughs> Last week. Wow. Number one putter on tour. Check it out. Odysseygolf.com. The new Stroke Lab putter is uh, really exciting. I can't wait. I I don't know what to tell you, but um, I love the way that they're, with the triple track technology on the golf balls that uh-huh. Callaway's doing, helping you line it up. Now the Stroke Lab putters, redistributing weight to help you stroke, even, you know, swing even a little bit yep. better. That's innovation, man. Mm-hmm. So it makes him the number one putter. That's in golf. right. Check it out, obviously golf.com All right, Bob. Uh, we mentioned Kevin Kisner. Pretty exciting stuff from the match play. Uh, although it was a bit disappointing that Tiger exited early. Everyone was pretty excited about that uh, opportunity, and and uh, suddenly it was like people were. Well, aloof. he made
2: it through pool play, but he exited in the first round. Yeah, correct. but that's what I'm saying. No, There's second round. Second round. Because no, he, he beat was, Rory. Yeah. Two and one.
0: You and I debated that all last week on the show. Mm-hmm. I took Rory. You took Tiger. Yes, I did. Which I also qualified my statement by saying, if we've been taught anything...
2: Oh, here comes the qualification.
0: No, no, I did say this. Yeah, if we've been you taught did. anything, you, you it's that you don't bet against Tiger. That's right. However, I said this is one that Rory should win. Every, the way he's playing, everything, he's he should win this match. He didn't.
2: Unforced error on the 16th hole. Yeah. Tiger's one up. Rory's pressing <laughs> way down the middle of the fairway with a wedge in his hand and dumps it in the bunker. Then loses the hole. Tiger goes two up and then makes about a 12-footer on the on the 17th hole to close out the match for par. It's kind of interesting.
0: Is that your Tiger's back moment? Or we've had? I'm not of saying that
2: he's back. I mean, but the last two times Tiger has definitely uh, outshined the Irishman.
0: Well, there we go. So yeah, that was obviously. It was kind of one of those. Uh, where the biggest finale was before the finals. Mm-hmm. But, hey, ha- hats off to Kevin Kisner. He played some outstanding golf. Uh, he continues to show himself as, you know, one to be reckoned with in match play and probably one that the uh, U.S. wants on their Presidents yeah. and Ryder Cup teams. Yeah. So we'll see if he's able to qualify for that. But um, he certainly is one of those bulldog-type players that just absolutely stripes it. And you know what? A guy that gets it afterwards, he said, hey, look, I just I drove my Callaway driver really well. I was like, hey, nice. Showing a little love to the sponsor. Mm-hmm. Well done. All right. Drive, Chip, and Putt finals tomorrow as well at Augusta National Golf Club. Final round at the Augusta National Women's Amateur be underway as we speak. Let's get into next week's Masters edition. Uh, the preview show rolls on here. It's in Bob, this is another highly anticipated Masters because there's so many of mm-hmm. the top players that are in form once again heading into this. I thought last year was was highly anticipated, as huh. it certainly was. Tiger coming back and playing again. Everybody's really excited about that, but you know, and, and seemingly back in form. Even more so now coming off of a win at the tour championship. And then you've got obviously Ricky Fowler is picking up some wins. Rory McIlroy has is playing the best golf he's played in several years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got a lot of really top players. Phil Mickelson's won already this year, so there's a there's a lot of excitement heading into this one with these top players.
2: Yeah, there is, and and the multiple winners, um, as well as the regular winners so far this year, are uh, are pretty. A lot of those guys are are hitting on all cylinders and really um, are are doing what they need to do coming into Augusta to be in the in that group of guys that they've named that are going to be the guys that you have to look at, the guys that should contend this
0: week. Yeah, no doubt about it. We will get into... Uh, our our picks, our players, uh-huh. who we're going to, uh, who we think have the best chance to win, coming up. That'll most likely take place on the back nine because Mike Weir, the 2003 Masters champion, is going to join us coming up here in just a few minutes. Right. We'll get his take on the upcoming Masters, what it means to be a Masters champion, and you know his uh, thrilling, breathtaking yes. win <laughs> uh, to be the first Canadian and first lefty to win the Masters in 2000. And three, but I think it's worth noting a couple of uh, little bits of trivia. We've been this will be our 20th year, Bob. Yes. Attending the Masters, which we're really excited about. And one of the things that as you as, that I love to do is collect the the media books, players guides. I got it all lined up here. I love. I've been going through them the last couple of days. <laughs> but how about qualifications? Uh huh. Getting you into the tournament. Yep. So the number one qualification is, of course, the Masters winners. Lifetime. You have a lifetime exemption into the Masters is if correct. you are a tournament champion. Uh, U.S. Open champions are um, in the field there for five years.
2: Yes, after at, for five years they're in, and then after that they become an honorary non-competing player.
0: And that's the same for British Open champions and PGA champions. Correct. The winner of the Players' Championship gets a three-year exemption. Yes. The current Olympic gold medalist gets a one-year exemption. hmm which is cool. I mean, that was Augusta National, again, on the forefront of helping golf with their exposure and progress and, and, and that type of thing. Correct. So, really cool for them to honor, honor that one. The current U.S. amateur champion um, the, and, and the runner up.
2: And the runner up, yep.
0: Provided that they remain an amateur. Uh, the current British amateur champion, Asian Pacific amateur champion, Latin America amateur champion, and U.S. mid amateur champion. Mm hmm. You know, now that you're an amateur again, you could go for that mid-am, Bob. (laughs) There's a chance to get in there playing that Masters just like your dad. Um, The first 12 players, including ties, in the previous year's Masters tournament. Now, this changed a few years ago. It used to be the top 16. Now, it's the top 12 in ties. The first four players and ties from the previous year's U.S. Open, British Open, and PGA Championship. Um, individual winners from the PGA Tour event that are awarded full point allocation for the season-ending Tour Championship. Um, so you get you got individual winners if it's a full event, not an opposite of WGC Correct. event, and if you qualify for the Tour Championship you mm-hmm. are in. Um, the uh, 50, uh, at the end of the previous calendar year, the top 50 in the official World Golf Ranking, and prior through last week, the current Top 50 in In the the official world golf race. That's correct. And then, of course, there's that uh, little uh, italicized note there at the bottom that the Masters Committee, at its discretion, also invites international players not otherwise qualified. Mm -hmm. So there you go. That's who gets into the Masters Tournament. I think it looks like we got 86 currently qualified. Wow. if If I counted that up right.
2: Yeah.
0: Which last year was 87. And it was the smallest field in 21 years. Mm-hmm. So it looks like we're going to do one less than that, uh, which is interesting.
2: And, if, and just a few short years ago, they were they were talking about how it should have it, it was getting close to 100 players. Mm-hmm. But uh, now it's been whittled down just a little bit.
0: Couple of trivia and facts for you. Then what was the name of the and the inaugural name of the Masters. It wasn't initially known as the Masters. It was the Augusta National Invitational Tournament, which uh, was first held in what year, Bob? 34. 1934. Well done. Uh, who was the first champion of the Masters? Horton. Horton Smith. Yep. Well done. These are a couple of good ones. You just, you just yeah. need to know this. Now, here's the one that's a little trickier. I did not know this one. I did a little research in my Masters Media Guide, which, okay. which I just love. When was the first jacket issued? The first green jacket issued to a Masters champion.
2: I don't know. It was in
0: 1949. Sam Snead was the first one to receive a green jacket. Yep. So this is 15 years after they began the tournament. They finally went that they began issuing the green jacket. Um, What else does the winner receive? This is something obviously your dad was able to participate in. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get your name engraved on the permanent Masters trophy that stays at the club. A sterling replica of the Masters trophy, mm-hmm. a gold medal, and then of course your green jacket and, yes. and uh honor. Honorary, honorary membership. membership to Augusta National. Uh players to win back to back masters. Do you know how many there are? Uh three. There are. And they Jack are Nicholas in nineteen sixty five and nineteen sixty six. Tagataga Woods two thousand and one and two thousand and two. And Nick Faldo. Nineteen eighty nine and nineteen ninety. There you go. So is Patrick Reed going to join that elite group? No. Okay. Guess we won't. That was a pretty emphatic. No. So we'll just move on. Yep. Uh, the player with the most Masters victories. Jack Nicklaus was six. How many have five?
2: Um,
0: Tiger Woods. It's a trick question. Nobody has five.
2: Oh, Tiger's got four. Yeah. Tiger and Arnold. Yes. Yeah.
0: Tiger and Arnold have four, and then several players have three. Jimmy DeMeritt was the one was the first, Sam Snead, Gary Player, Nick Faldo and Phil Mickelson. Yes. There have been only 17 including the players we just mentioned to win multiple Masters, Bob Bubba Watson the most recent.
2: Yep, he did it in 12 and 14. That's correct.
0: Gene Sarazen by the way, when you're looking at Rory McIlroy as your uh, potential champion and he would also complete the career grand slam, Gene Sarazen the only one of the five career grand slam winners to complete the Grand Slam. At the Masters, but that was back in 1935. He had already won the other majors. Yes. We really didn't even talk about this so-called career Grand Slam, correct? Because he won those before the Masters was even created. So and everyone else won a different tournament. So but Rory would be pretty much unique in the sense if he was to complete the career Grand Slam by winning the Masters tournament. All right, more trivia, more thoughts, Mike. predictions coming up as well. But first, Mike Weir joins us. 2003 Masters champion next.
2: Chrome Soft isn't just another tour ball. It's the golf ball that's changing how tour balls are made. When Callaway made a low-compression, low-spin tour ball, others said they might be onto something and tried doing the same. But they can't. Because Chrome Soft is the only ball engineered with a graphene-infused dual-soft-fast core for serious speed and unbelievable control around the greens. See for yourself why everyone is playing and loving Chrome Soft. Order the ball that changed the ball at CallawayGolf.com.
0: Callaway's new Apex irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex irons are the ultimate forged players' distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit callawaygolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf.
3: At the first tee, oh, oops. it's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact Sorry. both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirstie.org.
2: The new OGO Alpha Convoy Golf Bags set a new standard for what cart
0: bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 Stand Bag is ultra-sleek, but there's nothing simple about it.
2: The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry.
0: While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance.
2: Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com.
4: Your hands, with the grip, they form the connection between
2: you and your club. In a game
4: where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip.
7: We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf.
1: You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade.
8: You started it. That's
1: Real Golf Radio.
0: All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, with you. Thanks again for joining us on this Masters Preview edition of the show. Really excited to be headed back to our twentieth. consecutive Masters, and really excited to welcome in our next guest as well. Probably my all-time favorite Masters moment was in 2003. We had the opportunity to sit greenside with Bob's family. Uh, The Caspers are all right there on 18, and, and watch Mike come up and have that putt to force the playoff we didn't make it down to 10 to see him win it but sitting there to watch him force that playoff in 2003 was unbelievable i can hardly breathe thinking about it actually it was uh, it was so quiet uh, during that time uh joining us right now is the 2003 masters champion mike weir mike good morning how are you Hey, good morning, guys. Good. Uh, Good to have you. We really appreciate that. I ask you about that often, but that moment, there are times in sports that you watch and you just think, how does somebody gather themselves and are able to actually perform what they've done millions of times, but under that immense amount of pressure, and that last putt that you had to hold in order to force the playoff was that moment. What do you still recall about that time?
9: Well, I I recall... um, a little bit about what you just said. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I remember the, the the dead silence. Like, I couldn't, I remember not being able to believe how silent um, that many people could be. And you feel, you feel alone and, and kind of vulnerable in that situation. So, you know, when I was reading the putt, uh, I, I, I guess I gave myself permission to just, okay, Mike, you know, you, for 71 holes, you've been doing this nice routine the same way every time on every putt, whether they go in or not. And I can live with the consequences, or, or sorry, the, the the outcome, I should say, if, if it happens not to go in. But as long as I do the same thing and, and keep the same mental approach on this putt, I can live with it because, uh, you know, I didn't change and all of a sudden give myself, you know, try, try harder or, or, or do anything like that. So once I kind of talked myself like that, I just said, okay, the only thing I can control is, is get in there, do the two practice strokes like I've been doing. Set it in, take one look, and go. And um, that, that it actually kind of freed me up. I actually felt fairly calm once I got over the putt because I had talked myself that way. I think you know, in other situations, I've the other in other times, you know, maybe I didn't uh, have that internal dialogue as, as well as I did in that moment, and, and consequently, you get a little more anxious and maybe don't make the smoothest stroke. So that's kind of what was going
2: on in
0: my mind in that moment. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah.
2: Mike after you stroked that putt how far down the
9: line did it ha- had
2: the ball gone before you knew that it was in the hole
9: I think about halfway there uh, you know I remember you know my eyes kind of tracking down the line and just saw unless something unless it hit something unusual it was going to go in which it usually never does at Augusta once you you get it online there there's the greens are so good that uh, it's, you know it happens it happens no matter how perfect greens are sometimes it, it hits a little indentation and you know, Bob was offline, but that one, <clears throat> you know, it was, it was a well-struck putt. You know, it had a great end-over-end roll on it. It was a tight roll, and uh, I could tell it was going right
0: in. Mike, we're joining us here on our Masters Preview Edition. The thing that's amazing, Mike, you're the first lefty to win the Masters. You're the first Canadian to win the Masters. And then somehow you talked him into retiring that hole position on Sunday. I've never seen it <laughs> before or since. <laughs> yeah,
9: it's, it's the only time I've ever seen it there. You know, I, was, I remember, you know, looking at the pin sheet in the morning and thinking, Oh, that, that's not as far back. You know, it's a back right pin, but really not back. It's kind of in the in the middle. Is I think the only time I've seen it there. So it was um, a little bit of an odd odd spot. And um, yeah, I, I, I've, I've recreated that when I've played some practice rounds. People have asked me who i been playing practice rounds, stuff. Like, where was where was the putt? And you know, I, I, I'll recreate it for them. But yeah, same thing. I tell them I, I've only seen it there one time, and that's the only time uh, in the years I've played. I've seen it there.
2: What does it mean to you to be able to go back there every year now as a, uh, master's champion?
9: Yeah, it's special every year for a number of reasons. You know, I think, you know, just being on the play and experience a uh, wonderful golf course at Augusta national and, and the members are great. And, and, uh, you know, the staff is unbelievable there and just the way they treat you and make you feel at home. Uh, but also, you know, I, I have a lot of family and friends. You guys have been over to the house when, uh, My old head pro, we call him the Gov, has cooked up uh, dinner (laughs) for us, which he does every night, and you guys have enjoyed that. (laughs) It's always fun, and uh, to bring friends and and family and people I only get to see sometimes once a year, and uh, make those connections again, and uh, and just see everybody having a great time. That's that's really special for me because golf, you know, you a lot of the time you're on the road by yourself, or maybe with you know, for me, my girlfriend, or you know, maybe one of my kids comes out to hang out with me, but to have you know that many people. Sometimes it's up to you know twenty, twenty something people to dinner every night is really fun.
0: Yeah, you guys do it up right. I, I, I have to say, we've been to a couple <laughs> of players' houses, and Mike, Mike, Mike doesn't. Mike sets up but He's learned he sets up a separate house for him, so the party just rolls on whether he's there or not. <laughs> yeah,
9: I kind of I kind of exit about nine o'clock every night. Get, go back and get some peace and quiet. I get my ping pong in. <laughs> and uh, with everybody,
0: and then, uh, then I'm out of there. <laughs> there you go. I like it. That's hey, awesome. you know, Mike, part of the, the Masters is the history and the tradition. So here you go. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay, I'm pretty sure you know this, but I'm going to put you on the spot. For one, whatever reason, I feel like it's a thing that you should know who won the Masters the year you were born. So this is kind of a What's layup, going? though. Do you know who won the Masters the year you were born in 1970?
9: <laughs> wow, you that's a tough one. Actually, you're just saying that's a layup. That's actually kind of tough. Seventy. I mean, was it Arnie? <laughs> it you're was talking a...
2: to his son. Pardon me, you're talking to his son.
9: Oh, Billy one. No kidding. Yep, nineteen seventy. Yeah. Wow. See how about wow. that karma? Yeah, there we go. That's perfect.
0: <laughs> I was, saying... and
9: I didn't. I didn't realize, Bob, that that you guys were sitting uh greenside there when. Uh, yeah. BT was saying that at the at the start of our conversation here that you guys yeah, we were right there
2: i think reset. either on the either on the rope or second row oh wow okay cool you
9: know your yeah. dad was, was great you know we had that uh, little party back here in utah and, and over the years to, to sit with your dad you know i come in from around and have lunch and sit with your dad and just listen to his stories and um you know, really really special that's a special thing about being in that group and being a, a master champion is, is uh, for me that's the most special thing. I think you know you ask that question I guess with family and, and being yeah. on the grounds but really the most special thing is, is getting to mingle with all the great champions and listen to the stories of when they won and um, you know h- how the game was played and how they see the game now and that's that's really probably not probably that is the most special thing.
0: It, does it ever surprise you how willing they are to share those stories i i mean it's a you know, i've been fortunate I, I say very very fortunate billy took me in a couple of times to the champions locker room and i just sat there and listened and it's just i mean I, I always tell bob i shouldn't be here i'm not i'm not supposed to be here but just to listen to these guys uh tell stories and they love to tell the stories it's it's really really cool
9: it is and um I think that that generation, they, they were more storytellers, you know, they, they hung out with each other a little bit more than, um, you know, probably my generation seems like the, the younger generation right now, those guys maybe pile around a little bit more than, than my generation, uh, which is great to see. But I think, you know, back in your dad's era and and going back to Hogan's era and Nicholas, these guys, you know, after golf, usually went to dinner with their wives or, or if it was just the guys, they went to dinner or they hung out in a card room after and played some cards and, told stories and um you know they had to grind maybe a little bit differently than today's players and and played money games and uh on their off weeks and so they they they're real characters and had some really colorful stories and um so for me to hear those is uh, really really fun
2: so you've had an opportunity to play a couple days at augusta um just this week um Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about the golf course especially number five
9: Yes, the, the golf course it's in wonderful condition. Um, even though they had a cold winter the last few weeks, it's really, really come on strong. And uh, course is, course is really good. Um, the, yeah, the fifth hole is you know it used to be Jason you know just a few steps off the fourth green. Now you have to walk around the corner and, and back to the right about uh, 40, 50 yards. So it changes the angle of the hole. It's not as much of a dog leg to the left as it used to be. It's a little bit more straight on. Has a slight dog leg to it, but quite a bit longer uh, they, they have softened the left side the bunkers aren't as deep on and the, the two fairway bunkers aren't quite as as deep they shallowed them out a little bit and the ball doesn't run off the left side as much as it used to but um, and they've also uh, adjusted the green a little bit they, they there's a new pin on the uh, on the left side up above that tier there's a, a little peninsula up there that they flattened out so there'll be a pin up on the on the high left and um, they've softened the knob and right in the, in the middle of the green that you know, kind of comes up and it would, it would slope off either left or right hard. If you got it on either side, you could, you could look pretty silly, and I think they've softened that just a little bit. So that holds added quite a bit of length. Um, one day I played it was uh, the last time I was there, it was about 65 degrees uh, in the afternoon I played. It was about a drive or five iron for me. The next day I played. It was about forty 45 degrees, and it was raining, and it was into the wind. It was a driver three wood. So in wow. <laughs> the course of uh, about a dozen hours, that's how uh, drastically the, the whole change. So it can it can really play long if uh, you have the wrong conditions, a little uh, wind into you, and maybe a little bit of cool breeze. It can it can really play long.
0: Mike, we're joining us here on Real Golf Radio Masters Preview Edition. Do you find the golf course now? I mean, you're forty; you'll be forty-nine in May. Um, mm-hmm. Do you find the golf course playing? I mean, more difficult as you've gotten older, or is equipment kind of keeping up with the the length of Augusta?
10: Um,
9: I find it plays longer for me. I mean, I <laughs> I lost some yardage. I uh, you know, I think you know, fifteen years ago, I could you know probably carry even with the old older technology. I think Sunday, I was trying to remember this the other day on number 11, like I hit a driver 8 or 7 or 8 iron into 11 on Sunday, which is pretty long for me um, back then. I mean, lately when I played there, the, probably the least I've had in there was the 5 or 6 iron. So, mm. I, I think I carry the ball probably 270 yards now, 275, you know, then I could probably carry it on a good one, 285, 290. So, um. Yeah, it's it plays longer for me. It's a more difficult golf course for me now. Uh, no, no, no. You know the younger guys probably don't find that, but yeah, yeah. For me, it's it's quite a bit longer.
2: So, what's it? Uh, is it nice to have an opportunity to play a full schedule? Yes,
9: yeah, that's been a huge thing this year. Is that knowing that uh, I'm playing a full web schedule and uh, um, yeah, excited about that. I think I've played five tournaments so far. Uh, kind of kind of mixed results played some nice rounds but really haven't been able to put four rounds together which has been a bit frustrating you know we we played those three tournaments and then we had a month off and and then back these last two and I, I haven't quite gathered my momentum after that month off you know I, I didn't do a ton when I was home that, that month off you know we know in Utah it wasn't really outside much and you know I got away to practice a couple days but uh you know, now trying to build that momentum back up again, and uh, you know, finish off the season strong. But it's really important that I'm playing a full schedule. You know, I'm going to play probably 20, 20 odd events, which I haven't done in a number of years. So, overall, though, I'm feeling really good about things.
0: And Mike, we uh, before we let you go, I've got to uh, offer congratulations, uh, vice captain, once again for the President's Cup. I'm sure that's a nice honor.
9: Yeah, it is. You know, the President's Cup's been a, a huge part of my career. I really enjoy uh, the team aspect. Um, you know, being a captain is a bit like being just a fan of like watching your kids. Almost, you know, when you're watching them play youth soccer or something, you, you kind of if, if they let a goal in or something, ah, oh, you feel terrible. And that's you know, the last time it was in New York, I, you just feel those different emotions that are different than when you're a player. You know, you want you want them to do well uh, for them so badly, and you want them to succeed. And so it's a lot of fun. Um, Ernie's, Ernie's doing a great job. And we have a great, uh, I think the team's shaping up really well. And, and, you know, the fans down there in Australia are really boisterous, uh, and they're going to be really pulling for the international. So hopefully the, the team can really put up a, a strong effort and get the, get the win this time. And, yeah, excited to be a part of that. I'm going to play the Australian Open, which will be fun while I'm down there the week before. So it'll be a nice little trip in December.
0: Mm, excellent. <laughs> Well, Mike, thanks so much for taking some time. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, you just re- you've been very kind to us over the years, and we love talking to you. Love talking about the Masters, and well, we'll certainly look forward to seeing you out there. Yeah, we'll see you there, guys. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks. There you go, thanks, Mike, Mike Weir, joining us right here on Real Golf Radio, 2003 Masters champion.
5: Hey, travelers.
6: 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. That's eight hundred two two three zero nine nine
1: two You're listening to real golf radio now back to Brian and Bob
0: Alright, welcome back to the show. Thanks to Mike Weir for joining us. 2003 Masters Champion. If you missed that interview, you want to get to our website at realgolfradio.com or best yet, just go to Twitter, at Real Golf, where you can follow us along and video or the audio is posted there via SoundCloud. Listen to Mike talk about and recount his uh, win in 2003, the moments. It's still pretty fresh in his mind. Really cool to visit with Mike, as always. It's been very, very kind. This is our 20th year going to the Masters, yep. uh, 20th year of Real Golf Radio. Really excited to be back again this year. We'll look forward to uh, bringing you our thoughts and uh, insights as we watch this upcoming Masters tournament next week. So I thought, you know, as we look back over to the last 20 years, some of our favorite moments, and you know, one, one of my favorites, Bob, was in 2005 when Tiger chipped in oh. on the 16th Yowzer. hole. And I remember you were, on, you were working CBS Radio that week, and you were up... <laughs> You were up in the booth at that point in time, and uh, Mitch Voges, who we had on the show a couple weeks ago, yeah. and everyone's calling that shot right there on the monitor, overlooking the 18th green, and Tiger chips in. Of course, nobody sitting around the green knows anything that's going on. Yeah. There are players up ahead who aren't really in contention, who are, well, kind of in contention, but not really. They're about ready to put out, and and everyone in the radio booth goes crazy. Oh! No, uh, you know, and, and the guys on the green, they stop. Cost the guys to stop. And, yeah. yeah, and there and there's a rumbling, and everybody's like, "What?" can you hear this big roar from down at Amen Corner, and uh, yeah, it, it. And of course, we go back later and watch the video of that Nike swoosh ball hanging on the yep. lip and falling in, You're dropping and in. Steve and Tiger whiffing a couple times on their high fives, and just all the excitement <laughs> that went along. And Tiger went on to win. Well, not surprisingly, I, I, think, I don't think it was the very next year, but I think two years after that, that radio tower was gone. Yes, it was. <laughs> I blame you, Bob. It wasn't me. I'm just kidding. You were up there, though. I remember I looked up. You were up there watching yeah. it. It was the guys calling was. the shots. Yeah. It was the guys calling the shots. Yeah. yeah. They Because
2: they'd already pulled me off at 12. Yeah. I think I think one of my funnest memories was in 2004 when Phil won his first.
0: Oh, for sure.
2: Um. I was I was in the tower down on 12, calling shots into 12, and when Phil made the putt on 12 for birdie and started his charge on the back nine, that was that was a pretty cool special moment
0: for sure. The back nine of our Masters preview show next.
5: Say Radio News with Wendy King.
8: House Democrats have filed a lawsuit against President Trump as they try to block his declaration of a border emergency to use Pentagon funding to build a wall at the southern border. On Friday, the president visited the border at Calexico, California. Close to 400 miles done within about uh, two years. He was describing an enhanced border wall as he met with immigration agents. He's alleging that many of those at the border claiming they need asylum are fakes. They're gang members, and they say, I fear for my life. They're the ones that are causing fear for life. The sale of high-capacity magazines is stopped once again in California. A judge is granted an injunction while the state appeals the lifting of a 20-year ban. The same judge threw out the state's ban on magazines last week as infringing on the Second Amendment. This is USA Radio News.
11: It's amazing, but true. When it comes to one of America's biggest household expenditures, healthcare, a lot of people think they've got no choice. People are used to thinking we have to do it this way, but they don't. Yes, you have the freedom to choose an alternative with your healthcare. It's MediShare and it costs way less than the alternatives. The typical family saves $500 a month, not a year, a month. And if you're single, this can save you a lot too. And let's face it, a big reason MediShare is 400,000 people strong, it just works. They've shared over $3 billion in medical bills, so they can help share your needs too. Joining MediShare for so many people is one of those things that makes you say, why didn't I do this before? So yes, the time has come for something better. Look into joining MediShare and see why so many people are opting out of the old way and into the new. Why not look into this just call 855-90-SALM that's 855-90-PSALM
8: 855-90-SALM while the president was visiting the border in california a group of congresswomen went to a federal detention center in el paso texas that's housing those who have crossed the border democrat bonnie watson coleman i have been to a, a refugee facility in jordan And I tell you that there are things that I saw here today in the United States of America that were worse than what I saw in Jordan. Health officials are working to identify the cause of an E. coli outbreak that sickened dozens of people in five states. Seventy-two have been infected with E. coli-0103. The CDC says the investigation is still ongoing and officials have not yet identified a specific food item, grocery store, or, restaurant chain as the source of the outbreak. Meantime, health officials in Florida say two people have died amid a hepatitis A outbreak in Martin County. You're listening to USA Radio News.
9: The best sleep of my life has been since I got on my pillow and since I got my Giza Dreams sheets. I have to tell you, I've slept in some great hotels in my time, but nothing like these Giza Dreams sheets. Now, go to mypillow.com, click on the Giza Dreams Sheet Special. You'll find out all about them and use my promo code USA to get 30% off and free shipping. Go to mypillow.com, click on the Giza Dreams Sheet Special, use my promo code
8: USA. The March report from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics posted a solid rebound with non farm increasing by 196,000 workers as the unemployment remains steady at 3.8%. John Clemens reports.
1: Some economists were estimating an increase of workers at only 175,000 after a disappointing report in February. Elaney Kerr-George of the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics has the March report.
8: Total non-farm payroll employment increased by 196,000 in March, and the unemployment rate was unchanged at 3.8 percent. Notable job gains occurred in health care and in professional and technical services.
1: For the year so far, wage gains increased at 3.2 percent. I'm John Clemens.
8: Vice President Mike Pence says Cuba is on notice regarding its meddling in Venezuela as the U.S. announced new sanctions against them. More from USA's Rick Vincent.
5: In a speech in Houston, Pence warned Venezuela that they are not ruling out military action to help get that country back on its feet.
11: Those who are looking on should know in the midst of all these actions, as President Trump has made clear, All options are on the table. We will not stand idly by while the Venezuelan people suffer under dictatorship and oppression.
5: The U.S. on Friday targeted oil shipments from Venezuela to Cuba in its latest round of sanctions to pressure the government of President Nicolas Maduro, aiming to choke off a crucial supply of crude to the communist island.
8: For USA Radio News, I'm Wendy King.
1: the second nine the finishing holes the closing stretch it starts now here's the back nine our number two of real golf radio with the steady stripe it down the middle make every putt because it's in your blood bob casper and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper brian taylor
0: here's brian and bob Hey, welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio, a special Masters preview edition of the show. And, oh, baby, it's like Christmas morning, uh, getting uh, ready for next week's Masters week. It comes around... Can you believe it's come so fast? Yes, it comes. I just going to say that. It comes around <laughs> seemingly so fast, and yet it, goes, it finishes so fast every year. Also, yeah. every time we walk out of there, it's like, didn't we just get here? Yeah. And we're gone for another year, and it's yep. like, ah. Yeah. Anyway, thanks to Mike Weir for joining us in hour number one. If you missed that, it's on our Twitter page at Real Golf. Give us a follow at Real Golf and you can see the uh, or listen to the Mike Weir interview. Really fun interview with Mike this year. Caddy joins us coming up in about twenty minutes. We'll get his thoughts on the upcoming Masters tournament. So this is a question I threw out to some yeah. of the guys when I was playing golf. Would you rather, huh?
8: Would, you, older, rather? would you rather
0: mm-hmm. would you rather play Pebble Beach okay. or watch the Masters? Live and in person. What'd they say? What did you say? What would you say? Right now? Yeah. Uh,
2: probably play Pebble Beach. Because? Which we will in May. Because? Because I've never played that there before. There
0: you go. Okay. And you've watched the Masters a couple dozen times.
2: Mm-hmm. And played at Augusta I National a three chance, times.
0: Had a chance to play there. So, okay. <laughs> so you're unique in that situation. Yes. Most of the guys there would be like, you know, you can I'll always go, go play Pebble Beach. Yeah. You can always, you know, yeah. I, I, but I would kill to go to Augusta. Yeah. So, yeah. That was the that was the general. But that's a tough would you rather, right? Yes, it is. Cuz a lot of guys are like, "Oh man, I'm a player. I'd rather experience rather play myself, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: I think ha- if those for those who have not been able to experience attending the Masters, that's higher than playing. Yes. Even as coveted and as amazing experience as playing Pebble Beach is, attending the Masters is high, if not the top of the bucket list. Yes, it is. You could have th- you could throw a trip to St. Andrews in there.
2: Well, I was going to say, uh, would, my would re- would mm, you rather mm,
0: mm, mm. You've play done that too.
2: Augusta National or St. Andrews?
0: Play Augusta National or St. Andrews?
2: No, I mean, watch Augusta okay. National or play St. Andrews.
0: Because I don't think anything trumps playing Augusta I National. I
2: agree. I agree.
0: I don't think anything would. I don't think there's a golf experience that could trump that. Mm-hmm. I I'm open to... How about I'm,
2: playing St. Andrews the day after the tournament? I'm open
0: to arguments. Bring them on. I just don't think they're going to win. And hey, we'll get into our more of our Masters preview show as we continue next. Thanks for joining us. Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology. They're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new Epic Flash Driver with Flash Face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one. The way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at callawaygolf.com AI. The
13: new Chrome Soft is better from T to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed. Yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons, it's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Saw. The new Chrome Saw from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball.
7: We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab, from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf.
3: At the first tee, we believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills and help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit firstd.org.
2: Big Bertha, it's an iconic name, some of the longest and straightest clubs in all of golf. Well now, the legend just got even easier to hit. The new Big Bertha irons from Callaway are powered by a suspended energy core. A totally new construction to deliver easy launch, long, consistent distance with incredible sound and feel. This is by far Callaway's easiest to launch distance iron ever. Get big time distance now. Experience Big Bertha irons today at your local golf shop or at callawaygolf.com.
1: Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob.
0: All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Our Masters Preview Edition is brought to you by Callaway Golf, the number one driver in golf. And Kevin Kisner said, thanks to my Callaway driver and the way I drove it well. It helped me win the match play, WGC Dell Match Play Championship yeah. last week. Congrats to Kevin Kisner. Also, congrats to Seiwoo Kim, who is uh, lighting it up this week. And, you know, he's combining his Apex Pro 19 irons with his Chrome Soft X golf ball to eh, make a little hole in one and mm-hmm. grab a four shot lead heading That's into the true. weekend. No big deal. Check out CallawayGolf.com if you haven't done so uh, recently and their latest products. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Callaway, they have their podcast called The Ship Show. Uh huh. Pirate ship is kind of their theme on yeah. this thing, where they're disruptive, kind of what they do. Okay. So AJ Vopal is uh, he debates on this whether or not he, he they were talking about holes in one. Okay. Uh huh. And he has two holes in one, and both of them are on a par three golf course. Okay. So they ask the question: um, Does an ace on the par th- on a par three course count? And it was actually pretty entertaining. So I threw it out to some of the guys. So what did what club.
2: did he say with his only two
0: two oh, on par three course? Oh, he says it counts. He's oh, yeah. counting them. Oh yeah, he's counting them, and everybody else is basically giving him a bad time about it. <laughs> so they went ask some of their tour players. Henrik Stenson says no, doesn't count. Really? Yeah. Some of the Bryan brothers? Nope. Come on. Brandon Grace? Nope. Alex Noren? Nope. Hole-in-one's a hole-in-one. I'm just telling you, this is the people, some of the people that they polled on this thing. Wes Bryan gives it to him. Says it's a hole-in-one, is a hole-in-one. He's with you. I agree. So, you know, if you if you make it, you make it. And then there's a couple that threw an asterisk out there that if it was a par-3 course like, I don't know, Pebble uh, I mean, um, Band and Dunes, or uh-huh. the par-3 contest at Augusta, for uh-huh. instance. So I was going to ask you, because your dad had 20 plus? 22. 22 aces. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, incredible. Uh, I, I'm so were some of those counted from playing the par three course at Augusta National?
2: I don't know that he ever made one on the par three course at really? Augusta National.
0: Really? Interesting. My guess is, oh, well, we should ask Tony this. Would I'm guessing Tony. I mean, he about broke his ankle over the yeah. over the celebration. So my guess is that he was pretty darn excited about it, and oh, he would I'm count sure that was. as one of his holes in one. Yeah,
2: I even guess though it was you would. A- he got it. Got him
0: a piece of crystal. <laughs> That's what for I said. A one. I said for one thing, they give you. Oh, somebody says, oh, those guys in the par three, they 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 don't even count. They don't even think about it. I says, think about it. They give him a piece of crystal to take home with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to commemorate it for the rest of their life. That's right.
2: <laughs> Just like they give you a piece of crystal for low round of the day. At Augusta, during the Masters, or if you make an, an eagle.
0: Yeah. So, to our friend A.J. at Callaway Golf, do, do you count his two aces as holes in one? Absolutely. You know what, A.J.? I'm with Bob on this one. Uh, a one is on the scorecard. It's a one. And it's a golf course. We're not talking about, because people will say, well, well, what about mini putt? No, no, no. You're swinging a golf club. Yes. You're swinging a golf club. Yes. You hold it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hole-in-one. It's a hole-in-one. You write down a one. That's right. doesn't happen very often. That's right. Pebble Beach is what? Seventh hole. Seventh hole is like 70, 80 yards. It, it can, can play, be, it can yeah. You can play a lob wedge. <clears throat> you're saying that you're not going to count that if you ace it? There? If you're kidding, that'll be your highlight of your life.
2: Hole-in-one's a hole-in-one, man.
0: Boom. All right. We're with you. So just so you know, AJ, there you go. There's, there's the real golf uh, take. Forget what those tour players said. We're counting it.
2: That's right.
0: Um, all right, we continue on now with the uh, the Masters preview show. Uh, we, you mentioned some of our favorite moments from the last 20 years. Uh-huh. And you mentioned to, to, uh, 2004 with Phil getting his first major. I, I didn't want to gloss over that. You had – I want to give you time to talk about that, kay. Bob, because, again, this was one of the more anticipated and more thrilling victories – I don't remember people being so excited unanimously yep. for a guy that had come so close in so many majors. He'd won so many times on the PGA Tour, and he finally breaks through and he does it at Augusta. I can't think of a better place to pick up your first major, or if it was any major or only major, would be at the Masters because of all that comes with it. And of course, Phil parlayed that into two more and a couple PGAs and or just one PGA, maybe just the one Pete, one, one PGA mm-hmm. and, a, and an Open Championship. Now. Yep. But it was so exciting. You, you mentioned you're in the tower on 12, calling uh-huh. on the radio. Talk about what you saw there on 12, on the back nine.
2: Well, the thing about it, the, the interesting thing about it is that Ernie Els was out earlier.
0: Did he play well? And oh. he
2: played extremely well. I think he shot 65, 67.
0: Yeah, but he shot 30 on the back or something? Yeah,
2: something like that. Um, and he was ahead of Phil like five groups or something like that. He was quite a ways ahead of Phil. And, um and he had I think he'd had a two or a three shot lead when Phil stepped up on the 12th hole the par three and uh, the pin was in its traditional sunday spot over to the right side probably about middle right of the green and that green's interesting because it looks like it goes um horizontally in front of you
0: he shot, Ernie else shot 67. So right oh, so right.
2: he shot 67. Yep. Okay. So the that green looks like it's horizontally in front of you, but it actually tilts away a little bit. Um, so to the left front of the green, it's I think it's like seven or eight yards deeper to the right front of the green. Yeah. So that's why when the, when the flag's over on that side, you see a lot of guys come up short and go back in the creek is because it's that much further the carry to the right side of the green. Yeah. So Phil hit a beautiful shot in there behind the hole, probably about uh, twelve feet, and uh, and proceeded to to knock it in, and uh, I, and I was sitting there called the putt, and uh, and said, you know,
0: come on, let's hear it. what was the call, Bob? Can you recreate I, I, it? I
2: don't even remember <laughs> what the call was, but it was something I I I something about um you know Phil. Hopefully, something about Phil making his charge, you know, down here in Amen Corner, and then he goes on and birdies 13, and ends up winning the the tournament with the. All, he was tied going to the final hole, hits it hits it behind the hole, and uh, and then made that putt going down the hill and gave that big jump with the spread legs and arms up in the air and the putter and everything like that. So.
0: And by big jump, you mean? About, no, it was a big jump.
2: It was it was a big jump for him, but not not high elevation.
10: <laughs> <laughs> so. Hey, look,
0: to me that was one of the more exciting moments. Uh, we were you know right there yep. uh, on the 18th when that happened, and it just was. I mean, everybody was super happy that Phil finally broke through, and and. Um, he did it in dramatic fashion. I still, the part of me just thinks about Ernie Els over on the putting green. Oh, yeah. Right behind the 18th there, and he's just waiting and listening. He can't see. How there's many so times many he came cl-
2: that close to oh, winning? He,
0: yeah. that There's no way he doesn't win, right? Right. But he's standing there, and he's just, he's putting, and he's listening, and it's dead calm, and then, rah, and he just, he just picked up his golf balls and locked in. See you later. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just just you know, nothing you can do about it. Gonna no. be a frustrating feeling no. at that point. Yeah, and he played phenomenal golf yeah. that
2: final round. Tremendous. So yeah, really, that really was a that experience.
0: was a good one. That was a good memory. That was one of my favorites. In fact, that was the first one I mentioned. I I also, of course, have to mention 2005, not uh-huh. only for the chip in and Tiger winning, but I caddied the first round. There you go. That's kind of kind of a big deal. <laughs> kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a big deal. I'm just saying. Uh, we can talk about that another time. Yeah. But that, uh, that was pretty cool uh, to be a part of that. And, and you know the amazing thing about 2005 is, you know, that that was the year that Tiger made the cut on the number? I think so, yeah. And then comes out and just plays unbelievable on the weekend and, and goes yep. out and wins. Uh, and Chris DeMarco, speaking of another runner-up. Well – Two, two years, years in, in a row. row. Yeah. Yeah. Final group on Sunday. Yeah. Heartbreak. I remember we yep. happened to, we had a little private jet flight home that yeah. time, and so we we're there at the, the terminal, and yep. Chris and his family are walking out. I remember just watching him going, man, I feel bad for him. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he was so close. Yeah. So close. Oh, it's a heartbreak for a lot of people. We'll talk about some of our other favorite memories. And the caddy joins us next. We'll get his thoughts on the upcoming Masters Tournament. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio.
6: up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 405 2561 That's 800-405-2561.
5: Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call.
6: Eight five five three two five one seven eight oh. That's eight five five three two five seventeen eighty.
1: Now back to real golf radio, talking golf back when three hundred yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob.
0: All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob Wendy, Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's fun to recap some of these great Masters moments. We already talked to Mike Weir in we're number one. That was one of my favorites, watching him make that clutch putt. Yeah, that was a great one. Well, first of all, he left it way short. Oh, my gosh. Died. About 5. Six feet short. Uh, well, long, but he was
2: coming up the hill and up over six, the top. Seven
0: maybe yeah. feet. Yeah, it's a, it was a putt, man. Yep. Len Matisse waiting there for the playoff. Uh pretty pretty dramatic, mm-hmm. uh, no doubt about it. Arnold Palmer's final round. Uh I'll never forget I had a went and took my chair and sat it down on uh eleven by eleven green. Uh-huh. Not by eleven green, but right there in and corner where you can correct nearer eleven green than twelve teeth. 12 was sitting there and watching him come through and standing up and cheering as he waved and went through that was that was pretty cool i mean i that was one of my favorites um anyway really really good stuff hey by the way uh we did want to throw out a congratulations to um Fujikura uh they are the, they were number 1 this week the number 1 driver shaft of choice in play this week at the Valero Texas Open and i'll tell you what that new ventus shaft is money Oh my gosh! I'm driving the ball so well with that Ventus shaft in my uh, new Epic Flash driver. Awesome! I know you. I know you're anxious to put one in yours. Mine's coming. Okay. Well, we should play before you get it then, because I have an advantage. <laughs> Since you don't have yours yet. <laughs> anyway, congrats to Fuji. Check out FujiGolf.com. All right, let's welcome in America's favorite caddy. There are
1: bag rats. <laughs> And then there are caddies, pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny
0: the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. All right, caddy joins us right now on our master's preview edition of Real Golf Radio. You know, I think we should start off with a little trivia for the caddy. There There you go. We have some crystal for the caddy if he's able to answer some of these trivia questions. Uh I mean, crystal is what you get if you do something special the week of the Masters, so it's only fair that we hand out some crystal to the caddy. All right, Caddy, what was the inaugural name of the Masters tournament?
4: The Spring Invitational. Um,
0: Judges, do we accept that? I'm sorry, Caddy. It was the Augusta National Invitational Tournament.
4: I needed my
0: crystal ball to get some crystal. <laughs> um, how about this one? What was the who was the first champion of the Masters back in
4: 1934? Uh, Hurt Horton Smith. Wow! Whoa. Ding 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 ding
0: ding! All right, hand the man some crystal. <laughs> uh, this is probably the toughest one. I had to look this one up, so I'm gonna. What's well, a bonus This is a big time crystal. Yes. If you're able to get this one. When was the first green jacket issued to? a Masters champion. We'll take also who the Masters champion was.
4: That year. That is going to be a total guess. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Sam Sneed can't give you the year 49. Who knows?
13: Come on! Oh! Come on! That was Are you he was
1: he
0: was punching that in on his phone. Did I get it? You got that's exactly <laughs> it. 1949, Sam Snead. Are you kidding me?
4: It's time to go to Vegas and put something <laughs> down. Oh, Have you bet 49 in roulette? Yeah, I
0: don't know. I don't know. no. I never actually played roulette, so I wouldn't be able to tell you that. No. Yeah.
4: Wow, that's I'm I you know what? I should drop the I should drop the iPhone and just leave. That that was
2: impressive. <laughs> that was very good. That's a walk off right there. I would have had no Thank idea.
4: Thank you. That's a walk off.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you very little. I mean, that was oh. deep in the media guide. I pulled that one out. I was like, "Wow." Okay. <laughs> all right, well done, sir. I like it. Hey, uh all right. So, bonus question for uh, you know, for the diamond ring, the trip around the world and all that. Uh, when was the first par 3 tournament played as part of the Masters week?
4: You know, you just wouldn't let me <laughs> enjoy my victory for very long, would you? <laughs> yes, wouldn't. Bob, do Bartry you know the party oh. tournaments got gotta to be fairly recent, I'm saying in the as late as the late sixties to the early seventies, so I'm just giving you a window there. I'm gonna say nineteen
0: sixty eight. Okay. That's a good guess. I mean you had it in the right decade. Nineteen sixty. Uh, the par three, 60, par 3 course was uh, developed, designed, and, and implement, put into play in 1958. The first Par 3 tournament held in 1960. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you're not far off.
2: We used to go down I and fish bet. bass in the ponds down there on the Par 3 course. Really? Yeah, when my dad was no, playing there. It's
4: good to be the son of the champion, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all these little things that Bob just takes for granted Yeah. that nobody else on the planet gets to do. It's great.
2: So, Caddy, yeah. another thing we were talking about is Masters memories over over like the last 20 years. What's one of your biggest Masters memories?
4: Couple of them. One of them is just walking into the gates on a Saturday mo- or a Friday morning, just uh, with the sun coming up, and uh, it was like walking into the best painting you've ever seen, and just praying that we were going to make the cut that day. <laughs> After making 17 pars and a 10 on the 15th hole. A ten. Wow. That's what. Yeah, Canadians call that a moose. <laughs> a moose. Yeah, put your thumbs thumbs on your temples and hold your fingers straight up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> the moose. <laughs>
0: That's classic. <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh, well, that's four short of what uh, what my first cat, my only caddy experience was on that hole. So <laughs>
2: there you go. Yeah. Yours yeah. was 16. We His made was 14, 15.
0: On, no, we made 14 on 16. He made a 10.
2: It was it 10 on 16 or on 15? 15. He was on, on 15. Oh, you
4: were on, on 15. Oh yeah yeah yeah. 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 Okay. And yeah. and I will say the third shot lipped out for eagle. I'm not kidding either. Wow. It, it hit the hole. It hit the hole at a not high rate of speed. Yep, that'll give you an idea of how slippery that place can be.
0: You lipped out for a three and made ten?
4: Yeah.
0: yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. I mean, I can see it, right? I mean, it's spinning back. You must have hit it, spun it back. It lips out, rolls into the pond. Uh-huh. You yep. drop, you hit you it back it. in the pond a couple of times. Or I Over. Guess.
4: Back in the pond and then over. And then over, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. There you go. Okay.
0: Dang. <clears throat> A lot could happen
2: on that hole. That's no Sergio. doubt.
4: My player looked at me before he putted and he said, in all the confusion, I've lost count. <laughs> <laughs> I was impressive.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff.
4: I had a really... another master's memory. Yes. Another master's memory. Uh, when the year Fred Couples, won, I was, I, we got done early. We actually finished like seventh and we got done and walked out. I walked out and watched Couples play the last three holes. And on 18, there's a bunch of shadows that begin to cast on the tee from the spectators. And I, I remember Freddie teeing it up on the right side of the tee because he's hitting his cut and there are a bunch of shadows right over the ball. And the Cava kind of wanders over there and, and uh, tells everybody to move and then mutters something under his breath. Wasn't actually much of a mutter, and I just started laughing at myself, saying that's just classic Joe. <laughs> it's just, it was beautiful. Yeah, Joe's a, Joe's, Joe can be an enforcer, much like Steve Williams. Yeah. Well, I can't say much like Steve Williams because Steve was in a class by himself, but, but uh, yeah, Joe can get it done.
2: And, of course, that was in 1992. Nine to two. That's cool.
0: Hey, we're talking a little bit. I asked you when the first par three was played. Um, do you know, we, we kind of talked about the the Callaway guys were debating on their podcast whether an ace on a par three course counts as a hole-in-one uh, on your record. So I was wondering, if do you know if the players count if they make a hole-in-one at Augusta during the par three contest? Do they notch that as one of their par threes they made? Or their hole-in-ones? holes in one.
4: If you do a hole a putt of a putt putt, that counts as an ace in my book. Come on! <laughs>
0: well, that's the one end of the spectrum right there. There you go. Come on.
4: That's Anything goes. Anything that goes in that hole is a hole in one. Um, I I think you, you have to you have to count the ace on the par three as a hole in one. All right. It's, it's a hole-in-one with an asterisk. Well, I've got four, but one was on seven in the par-3 contest. It's one of those. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. All right, so you're going with asterisk. That's a popular take.
4: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I think if I made one. I think Tony Finau is going to put an asterisk next to his hole-in-one
4: last year. Yeah, I broke his seven. ankle. <laughs> Broken ankle asterisk, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think he's going to count every bit of that one. Dislocation.
4: Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah. First Tony Finau, first hockey player to play play Augusta. <laughs> yeah. Nearly a flesh wound. Yeah.
0: Would that make him the first Polynesian hockey player?
4: It probably would. Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking that. I don't think there's a lot of them out there.
0: Uh, I don't know. Could be. Yeah. Did you see the Nike that Nike had fun with him on April Fools? Did you see that video by any chance? The new Tony I video, did not. Finau one. It's I a, did not. It's a lace up like uh ankle brace slash shoe. Golf shoe. Yeah, it was a, it was an beautiful. April Fool's thing, but it beautiful. was yeah. It was awesome. It was really well That's done. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I hope he pulls it out and straps it on on I, seven. I,
2: I, that would be so funny.
0: He's got to, right? You,
2: you
4: gotta wear it at the Par 3 con. Yeah. I mean <laughs> Yeah. You're not do that.
0: Oh, just don't try to jog down it and recreate that. Just you just don't wanna see if lightning is No, you don't want to
4: mess with that. Yeah. You don't wanna mess with that. Yeah. No.
0: It would be something, though, if you hold out again on seven, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. And then everybody's like, no, stay. stay. <laughs> Don't run. So, Caddy, uh, who, who do you think? Who do, who do you got a feeling
2: about this week?
10: Well,
4: this week at San Antonio or next week at the Masters? At I think the you're Masters. referring to the Masters next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I can't. You. So for my long shot, if the, and the odds are probably fairly high, although he's trying to ruin them. You can't pick Jordan Spieth; you just can't do it, can you? You can't. The greatest Masters record of anybody who's ever lived, Jordan Spieth, no doubt. But he's rounding. Reasons, he's rounding into he, form. Yeah, I know. I know. That's he's, he's, he's starting to make everybody think.
0: Hey, um, me, you know that record you speak of: two, one, two. Eleven three.
4: I know it's scary. Wow. He just owns. Yeah, that's that's his place.
2: I think um, I, I think you definitely got to pick him.
0: Final round sixty four last year.
4: I I am going to go with my Justin Rose call again. There you I'm go. Like, I, I, it's been a Rose kind of a year. I don't know. I just have a feeling.
0: All right, so Rose That's is playing uh, in his 14th Masters. He tied for second in 2017 and in 2015. Um, yeah,
4: his, another good record.
0: Yeah, yeah. 12th yeah. last year with the final round 69. That was his only round in the 60s, however. The last five years, it's been every other year for uh, Justin Rose, so I think it's a good year to pick him. He went 14th and then second, 10th and then second, and then 12th last year, so then he would be second again this year. Or first, you never know.
4: Well, one of my reasonings is that I believe Fuoch's caddy is still still away on his medical issues. his healing, I think. I don't think he's going to be at Augusta. So, mm. you know, that's typically when your player wins a big tournament, right, up.
2: Yeah, when you're when you're not on the bag. Yep, that's right. Yep.
0: You know what's interesting about Cooch is he's 141st in strokes gained putting this year.
4: That's a shocker for Cooch. Yep. Normally a great putter. Yep.
0: Tenth in strokes yeah. gained, approach the green, so he's getting it there. Can he putt well enough to Ooh. win at Augusta? His best finish is third back in 2012.
2: So, caddy picks Rose. Okay, I'm picking Rose. I'm going with the Rose.
0: That's hey, that's a good pick. He's definitely one of the top four guys. If you're if you're yeah. throwing him out there, I think Justin Rose is definitely in the top five, top four. Maybe yep. even top three so I agree yeah good stuff well Caddy uh, we will look forward to talking to you next week we'll have uh, let's see I believe your sandwich of choice is the chicken grilled chicken or the uh, fried chicken sandwich
4: uh, and yes it's definitely it's definitely the chicken the um, I'm gonna go with pick number two if I can okay Just throw it in the sandwich uh, or a player Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Let's go with the player first okay. and then we'll get to the sandwich afterwards. Um, I'm going to have to go I'm going to go pick number 2 Ricky Fowler. There
2: you go. I like that. Another one of the yeah. top
4: 4. Yeah. Sure. Second last yeah. year, yeah. 65
0: yeah. 67 on the weekend last year to finish runner up. Pretty impressive. Yeah,
4: he's playing well and you know, I mean if anybody can putt those greens
10: it's
0: Yep.
4: Mr. Fowler. So. And
2: he's playing well this week too.
0: 7th in strokes gained putting this year.
2: There you go.
4: Yep.
0: Okay, and sandwich number
4: two? Sandwich number two is actually the, the ham, the ham and cheese. Yeah. Stay you go. staying away from
0: the traditional egg salad and pimento cheese. Okay.
4: Never had either one. Never touched them. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: I'm not, not much for pimento cheese, but I do like the egg salad. Caddy so. <laughs> right, <good> Caddy's
4: st- <laughs> <Catty's> very sheltered.
0: <laughs>
4: good stuff, Caddy. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, Thank enjoy you. the
0: Masters, buddy. There you go. It's the caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. That's a man who's uh, worn many a caddy overall throughout his years out on the PGA Tour, and he did not share his uh, favorite story when he was caddying for Nolan Hankey, and he was on the 18th hole, and he says uh, he was in the bunker, and and uh, Nolan asked caddy, he goes, uh, what do you think? And Or no, caddy asked Nolan, what do you think? And he goes, I don't think you smell too good right now. That's right. Yeah, It's a great caddy story. Hey, coming up next, we'll run through the players, the favorites. We'll give you our picks and why they will or will not win next week at Augusta. Stay tuned. You're listening to our Masters Preview Edition of Real Golf Radio. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle... Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save a thousand dollars off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback
1: it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something. Uh,
7: Something is getting closer. Holy! <clears throat> what the? And that'll cost him.
9: It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost
4: 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction free. We
10: are farmers. Bum,
2: bum, 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 bum. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard
0: for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 Stand Bag is ultra-sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military
2: gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry.
0: While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance.
2: Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com.
5: You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win play your best golf.
0: Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology, they're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new epic flash driver with flash face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one – the way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at CallawayGolf.com slash AI.
1: You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade.
8: You've started it. That's
1: real golf radio.
0: All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Callaway Golf for sponsoring the show. And Callaway announced this week that their new uh, Chrome Soft X with Triple Track Technology golf balls will be available nationwide on April 19th. So while you don't want the Masters Week to speed by, you do have something to look forward to the week after, the new Triple Track Technology on the Chrome Soft X. This is the golf ball that Phil Mickelson uses, and it's... uh, the, the Chrome Soft X is, is is my favorite of the two. I prefer that one. It's uh, got fast ball speed, low driver spin, workability through the bag, excellent spin and control on iron shots and short game shots around the green. And then, of course, you got triple track technology, which uses that uh, Vernier Hyper acu, acuity, acuity. Acuity? Is that how you say that? Acuity. Yeah, I think so. To improve your alignment um, compared to a regular side stamp alignment aid. So this is, again, that... that Actual that Vernier, Hyper, however you say that, that mm-hmm. is what, like I mentioned, the aircraft carriers and stuff. That's yes. the stuff they use. So it's, okay. it's really, really cool stuff. I mean, Phil Mickelson's out 60 with it the first tournament when he played with it. And yeah. he won Pebble Beach with it later. So, yeah, definitely something I'm going with. All right, Bob, time to oh, – and you can check out more at CalawayGolf.com mm-hmm. on the new uh, triple track technology. yeah Available also on their ERC soft golf ball. Time to go through the players. This is the segment. We look forward to – who we think is uh, best, uh, most likely to win. You, you could probably list 15 or 20 guys, and I'm not so sure you would exclude the rest of the field. Right. But if you narrow it down to 15 or 20, I think you got a pretty good opportunity. So we've already heard a couple of uh, people mention Justin Rose and Ricky Fowler by the caddy. Uh, Ricky Fowler has uh, played in eight Masters. Justin Rose has played in 13 Masters. Both of them, their best finish is runner-up. So... They've been there. They've been in contention. And last year, uh, final round 69 was Justin Rose's only round in the 60s. He finished 12th. Ricky, a great weekend. 65-67, finished second. What's your thoughts on those two players?
2: Well, if you're talking about eights, eight eight Masters appearances, Mm -hmm. he also has eight worldwide victories, and he's also ranked eighth. Whoa. Look at you go. So... Wow. And he finished second last year. So uh, I, I think
0: Which goes into eight four times. There you go. Which is the number <laughs> that he'll probably make on the first hole for <laughs> <laughs> Boom, take it to the bank, Ricky Fowler. <laughs>
10: <laughs>
0: because um, of the eights, twos and fours or whatever. I, I like said. I
2: like Ricky Fowler. I like him yeah. as as uh as Ed, definitely one of the guys that I want to see play extremely well this week.
0: Well, he's searching for that first major championship, yeah. but he seems to be in good form this year, uh, gaining confidence in the majors. It, and you always look for good putters at Augusta, right? He's seventh in strokes gained putting. He's eighth in scoring average this year, 69.83. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's There's playing another eight. Eight. There was an eight in there. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I, I'm with you. I think Ricky Fowler. He's a great driver to the golf ball, and he puts well. Those are two major advantages to uh, or or, or uh, statistics that you mm-hmm. look at for players heading yeah. into Augusta. Justin Rose. It's, he just look. He's twice a runner up. Uh, he, he's a guy that has won the Farmers earlier. He's had four top tens this year. He's number two in the world, reigning FedEx Cup champion, 14th in strokes gain total, 33rd in strokes gain putting. His stats are there. He's a great player. He's a ton of experience. He's won a major before. I don't think you could go wrong picking Justin Rose.
2: No, Justin Rose. Um,
0: which, by the way, he's playing in his 14th Masters, which mm-hmm. was the same year Mark O'Meara won his first in his 14th attempt, which used to be right. the most attempts before winning right. their first.
2: You said 13?
0: Fourteen. This is his fourteen. This will
2: be his fourteen. He's, he's played made, in thirteen. Yeah. yeah, thirteen. Yeah, and he's won twenty-four times but around Sergio the Sergio won, I
0: think, in his nineteenth right. try. So he right. blew that out of the water. Yeah, or eighteenth try. All right. So, so, um, so we mentioned those two players. I'm gonna go to. I think number one and number two. You and I think are both agree on this. Is Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson. Yes. Can you get two better drivers of the golf
2: ball? No. No, guys. Guys hit it long. They can. Uh, Dustin. Dustin mostly hits it left or right. Rory can hit. Rory. Kind of splits between left to right and right to left, so yeah, I think those two are those are my top two right now.
5: Yeah,
0: and there's no doubt about it. I mean, you've got Rory McIlroy who's playing in his 11th Masters, Dustin mm-hmm. Johnson playing in his ninth. Both of them, their best finish is fourth. Rory McIlroy in 2015, Dustin Johnson in 2016. Uh, last year, Rory finished fifth, thanks to a 65 in the third round. Final round 74, playing in the in the final group was really surprising. Yeah. I mean, Rory talked about he kind of mocked almost that Patrick Reed was the one that should be intimidated by the right. moment. Right. And in fact, it was the other way around. It
2: was the other way around.
0: Yeah. So top tens in each of his last five years uh, for Rory McIlroy at the Masters. Um, he's had an incredible year this year. Six tournaments in 2019 so far, and his worst finish is tied for sixth. And of course, uh, he punctuated that by a win at the Players yes. Championship. <clears throat> can he overcome? Question mark. Can he well, overcome the poor finish from a year ago, as well as the added pressure of completing the career Grand Slam by winning there at Augusta? Those he, are some he, of the things.
2: He played one more event, and that was the match play. So he f- would have finished tied for tied for 16th.
0: I sorry six. Six-stroke play events. I discounted yes. the match yes. play because I don't know if it's relevant.
2: It's, you're still hitting strokes. You are, but anyway. Um, he's and he fir- lost to Tiger. Two and one.
0: So if he gets in Tiger in the final group, then he's not going to win. Is that what you're saying? Okay. <laughs> uh, t- he's first, by the way, his tour stats this year. Rory is first in strokes gained off the tee. He's first in tee to green. Strokes gained totally. He leads the money list. He's third in the world. 56th in stroke game putting. But, look, everything else is clicking and dialed in so well. I, I really like Rory. Dustin Johnson... Um, he was 10th last year. He's had three straight top 10 finishes at Augusta. Of course, he was out in 2017 with an injury, did not play. He won WGC Mexico. He won Saudi Arabia, six top 10s so far this year. Can he putt well enough at Augusta? Well, he's second in strokes gained total. He's the number one player in the world, 14th in strokes gained putting. So yeah, watch out for DJ, man. He seems to have all the tools.
2: And he, like Ricky Feller, eighth appearance, ninth appearance this year. He's had eight total. So That's correct.
0: So there you go. We got Rory, DJ, Ricky, and Justin Rose. Who else you throwing in there?
2: Rory, DJ, Ricky, and Justin Rose. And for um, my fifth player, I would throw in there, um, I don't know. I, we talked about this last night. I said Matt Kuchar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I went through. I, I was with you. My thought was Matt Kuchar, but I went through it. Tell me what you think. He's playing also his 13th May, a Masters. His best finish was third, but it was back in 2012, Bob. Yeah. Um, finished 28th last year. He opened with 68, but then he came back with 75, 72, 73 in the final three rounds. He um, But he's a, won
2: twice this year already.
0: So he's got that. But 141st in strokes gained putting. Really and, surprising. And
2: finished second at the match play. He's playing again this week.
0: I think mean, To me, it comes down to his putter.
2: Yeah, no uh, doubt.
0: I, I think there's some serious question marks. Justin Thomas is one we talked about. Yeah. Finished 17th last year. If you're looking for trends... Uh, I mean, look, he's gone from 39th. He's playing in his fourth Masters. He went from 39th to 22nd to 17th. Yep. He's improved his position every year. Yep. Is he ready to break through and win?
2: We talked about He sh- leads
0: the tour in scoring average this year, 69.43.
2: Yeah. Uh, Jordan Spieth at eight under par this week. Uh, four shots back going on in the weekend. Um, looks like he's on an upswing, but we talked about his record at Augusta. Even though last year he finished second and he wasn't playing his best golf. Last year he finished third. Oh, excuse me, yep. third. Mm-hmm. And he, and he, but uh, but what's he got? He's got a second, a first, a second.
0: Eleventh.
2: Eleventh and, and third. third. Yep. Yeah, so he's only finished. He's played there five times and he's only finished out of the top Ten once,
0: and that was eleventh.
2: And yep. that was eleventh. It's an amazing. So yeah. it's it's hard not to make him a dark horse pick. Uh, I think then you've got Tiger rounding better into form, and so I think I think Tiger's another one that you've got to look at as 65 well.
0: Sixty five in the final round last yep. year. I yep. mean that's that tells you that he's he was starting to figure some things out, right? Or sixty, yep. uh, yeah, sixty five in the final.
2: And then you got to you got to throw guys like Deschambeau and Molinari. Um,
0: Sorry, sixty nine in the final round.
2: Kepka, um, you got to throw those guys in the mix, too. Those guys are all playing well. They're playing great golf right now, and uh, Kepka's flying under the radar again.
0: Not surprisingly. All right, what's well, the throw in some final picks when we return here. Master's Preview Edition of Real Golf Radio.
6: Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003.
5: Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices.
6: That's 855-325-1780.
10: You're
1: listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob.
0: Welcome back to the Masters Preview edition of Real Golf Radio presented by Callaway Golf. It's time for some final picks, Bob. A couple of the other names as we're going through, Brooks Kepka, he's gone from he's played in three Masters: 33rd, 21st, 11th, and then of course didn't play last year because of injury. So right. I look at a lot, I look at trends for guys. It usually takes guys some time to figure out mm-hmm. how to play this golf course. John Rahm went from 27th to fourth in two starts. So look at that guy. He closed with 68, 65, 69 to finish fourth last year after opening with 75. Tommy Fleetwood went from missing the cut to 17th. So again, you start to see some guys. Paul Casey, 64 6 in his last three starts at Augusta National, and his best finish was that fourth place. He's playing in his 13th, and he's learned how to win. He's back in the winner's circle. So um, you look at some of these things. Tiger Woods, I mean, the guy he hasn't won in 14 years. Phil Mickelson is 48 years old. There's some serious question marks about those two guys. But um, what do you think? My pick? Yeah, if you had, I, to, you had to narrow it down to one,
2: I'm going Ricky Fowler. It's
0: a great pick. I'm going to go Rory McIlroy. If you got to nail me down to one guy, I'm going to go Rory. You're Kay. going Ricky. I think I think Dustin Johnson and Justin Rose would have to be my top four. Okay. So I think we got two of those, and uh, you know who's your who's your dark horse?
2: My dark horse. hmm I got two. Okay. We got Tiger and Jordan.
0: Uh, I'm gonna go with if you can call. I don't know if you can call Brooks Kepka dark horse, but I think you gotta go throw Kepka in there. He's just yeah. a freaking one man major championship wrecking machine. Yep. And I think he's going to play well. And then man, John Rahm and Tommy Fleetwood, Paul Casey. That European contingency, watch out for those guys. They're looking man. good. Watch yeah. out for them.
2: So you're uh, you're saying Rory's gonna get the career Grand Slam this year?
0: Well, I, he's just impressed me. I mean, the guy is. Oh just, yeah,
2: his play's been phenomenal. He's
0: number three in the world. He's just he's just fantastic. Yep. Leads the money lists, leads the tour in strokes gained off the tee. FedEx got points, just everything. This guys playing fantastic. So. Yep. We'll see. Okay. Should be a fun one.
2: It'll be a great one. I'll see you in Augusta. All pause. right.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on real, on Twitter at Real Golf for all of our insights and analysis from next week's Masters Tournament. For Dave Glazer, our producer, Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks for listening each and every week right here on Real Golf Radio.
1: Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at
10: Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real.